This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to Paper Cuts, the modern newspaper review, where we burn through the British press like a teenager smoking a watermelon vape. <laughs> we find the paper's funniest stories, maddest takes and best scoops, and we serve them up to you with a side eye while dodging detention. We've been loving all the great feedback we've been getting from you lovely listeners, and we have a request. If you're enjoying the show, forget rating it on Spotify and Apple for one day only, and instead, please pass it on to three friends who you think will enjoy Paper Cuts too. Spread the message of news and fun to your funny newsy friends. Remember, we're out mid-morning every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, so subscribe on your favourite podcast app and you'll never miss an episode. Now, here are the headlines for today's show. Wigs, guns and bars of gold. Wagner leader Prigozhin's house is stuffed with stuff to get the party started. What's that, Boris? Court rules that XPM's text messages should be given to the COVID inquiry. And zerk right off, Elon. Social media titans in schoolboy squabble again. Welcome to Paper Cuts. We read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Papercuts, where we'll show you all our WhatsApps, whether you want to see them or not. <laughs> I'm Miranda Sawyer, and joining me in the long wait for Rishi Sunak to turn up to PMQs is the critic sketchwriter Robert Hutton. Hello, Rob. Hello. And making her Papercuts debut is comedian and self-confessed doom scroller Shuchandrika Chakrabarti. Hello. So, what have we got on the headlines front? Rob, what do you have? So, a lot of the papers are leading with this very sad story about the Wimbledon. Uh, school car crash and which uh, killed an eight-year-old girl. That's on the front page of the Sun and the Mail. So the Sun has a uh, girl eight dies in school horror. Ten other girls in hospital as driver arrested. Uh, the Daily Mail has horror at end of term tea party. Yeah, pretty grim, yeah. really. Just yes. awful. Um, it's just a very sad story. Yeah, really awful. What else do you have? Right. So the Guardian has a picture of that. But goes with the story that the government has been ordered to hand over all of Boris Johnson's uh, WhatsApp messages and I think probably actually more importantly other ministers' WhatsApp messages as well to the COVID inquiry, which is great fun. Uh, court tells ministers to give Johnson messages to inquiry. OK, great. Um, and the uh, Times goes with the story that um, European air traffic controllers, stop me if you've heard this one before, are going to go on strike this summer so you can't go on holiday after all. Fab. Um, air controller strike set to ground summer flights. Should we just go, woo? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you have, Suchandrika? So over at the eye, we've got Home Office paints over Mickey Mouse mural for children at Asylum Centre. We covered this before. It's so grim, that story, I have to say. I'm quite glad they're going with it big, though. It's really sad and awful. And then the opposite end of the scale, Daily Star. Yes, we love the star. We've got three big ones. We have on the front <laughs> on the front cover, it is Friday, um, Dolly the Fart-Free Sheep. Yay! And then inside, when you find the story, it's uh, got another headline which says, Frank and Sheep 
now fart free. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you enough about the story, let me let me uh, illuminate. Um, government giving the farmers two point nine million pounds to breed sheep who don't burp or fart, releasing methane. Is okay, unusual. Yeah. Okay. Next one, another animal story. Jaws on the way to the UK. Headline inside: Sharks meal deal sealed. <laughs> are you you guessing the story yet? No, okay. Um, great white sharks are swimming north in search of food because the waters are warming and they're being seen near sort of our nation. Yeah. So that's good for us. So you can't go abroad, and if you stay here, you'll be eaten. Yeah, that's. I mean, you know, Ooh. it's an option. But there are there is another eating story, isn't there? There's another meal story on the star. What's that? Oh yeah. So we've been eating our Weetabix all wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then if you go inside the paper, um, great headline: Cheetabix. Uh, <laughs> Again, it tells you nothing. So this is a Twitter. This happened on Twitter. Do you remember? Do you remember Twitter? Twitter? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a 601st tweet I read yesterday. So James May, some guy who does stuff with cars on TV, he got annoyed seeing someone put milk in first of Weetabix. Weetabix, the brand chimed in and said, that's fine. And then there was yeah. Stop milk shaming, James. Oh yeah. So so, you, so the the actual story is you're meant to be the boffs. The boffins have said you're meant to put milk in first. Right. Great. Now, yesterday, Belarus President Lukashenko revealed that Prigozhin, the terrifying leader of the Russian private military company Wagner and the man who marched on Moscow just the other week, is no longer in Belarus, but has gone back to Russia, possibly to St. Petersburg. But he's not at his old house, as that's been seized by Putin's forces. The papers have many pictures of the inside of uh, Prigozhin's old gaff, like a truly terrifying MTV Cribs, along with lots of lovely pictures of the man himself. So, Rob, what's his house like first? And would you hire it for an Airbnb? Well, what I can tell you is, uh, reading the mail here, that a uh, great story by Barbara Davies, that it's not a house, it's a lair. <laughs> <laughs> Inside the lair of the Wagner warlord. And it, I, I sort of, you know, I mean... Well, he's got a spa. I guess he's got a little. There's a lot of marble. Piano. There's a lot. It's it's. You just worry about dropping things the whole time on my. I just worry about marble. You know, cups bounce. It's, yes, exactly. Yeah. Guns yeah. go off. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of accessories, isn't there? There's loads of guns. There's a, a sledgehammer in the sitting room, which initially I thought was quite funny because it looked like a blow up sledgehammer. Um, and uh, but it's not. It has actually been used on people. It used to kill people. And engraved on it, it says um, for use in important. Negotiations, which is pretty terrifying. Yeah. Like slightly mm. more cheerfully, there's a stuffed crocodile. Yep, stuffed crocodile. I, I, the, um, uh, huge caches of assault weapons and ammunition, along with stashes of gold bars and packets of white powder. I mean, maybe he had a cold. Salt. Um, a stuffed alligator and a framed photograph showing the severed heads of some of the disgraced warlord's enemies. Oh, yeah. yeah nice. I, I mean, mean, it's a snap, it's, isn't it? It's yeah. snap. You want it framed. Needs improvement. Yeah. Um, ripe for fixing up. Yeah, OK. So, so also, there's um, lots of lovely pictures of Prigozhin um, dressed as other people because they found wigs, didn't they? They found yeah. wigs. And so because Putin is trying to discredit him, uh, there's a, these kind of pro-Putin telegram accounts that show various versions of Prigozhin in the wigs, like how he might have looked, right? Yeah, no, these are amazing. I mean, basically, Prigozhin is just like a master of disguise. 
in, in this. You know, I could be Prigozhin, for all yeah, you know. Who, <gasps> yeah, we just don't know. We don't know where he uh, is. We don't know who he is. All of them, he looks... I mean, there is one. Of, there is one of them that just looks like like an Ali G character. Yeah, I mean, it, they, it, they it, all it, definitely look a little bit Sasha Baron so, Cohen, don't they? Yeah. To say there's that dictator character called Hafez Aladin, and they all look a bit like that, don't they? Versions of versions of that. Yes. No. It's um. It's yes. Weird. I mean, what I would say is he's bald. So, I mean, that gives you a little bit of an advantage when you want to put a disguise on, no? I mean, you don't you, need the little hairnet thing, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to yeah, mind your yeah, hair, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, Sujandrika, what do you think of this uh, amazing story? I mean, are we still interested in Prigozhin? Can we treat him as a comedy character? That's the problem, isn't it, with him? That is the problem. He is obviously terrifying, violent, could still possibly change history as we know it. But I will say, when you just look at the pictures in the paper... There is quite a stag do vibe with the <laughs> and the it's like the boys have gone to Las Vegas and they're not coming back. And the wigs say to me, karaoke. Uh, that's so true. That's the problem. I mean, the problem. It's not a problem, but it, the the fact is, with a lot of kind of warlords, as people like John Ronson has have shown, is they are simultaneously entirely terrifying and utterly ridiculous. Yes. They're kind of got these two sides to them. They're, they're weirdly, you know, when you have a piece like this in the mail, which is taking the mick, that's kind of almost one of the only ways of approaching them, other than obviously taking them to trial and, to, and, and putting them in prison. But, you know, they are kind of ridiculous, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it, also it's what you it's what you do with all of your money. You buy your, your helicopter landing pad. You slightly, I, I was disappointed by the size of his spa. Oh yes, I've, it just looked yeah, like a very large like, bathroom, didn't it? Yeah, I would, I would, if I were a warlord, I would have a better spa than that. Yeah, there's only there's two, two lie captains. Yeah, ca I'd have a Captain Tom style spa. <laughs> Um, and, of course, the joy of this story is it gives us some amazing headlines. So in the star, we have Vlad Hair Day. Nice. And in the sun, which I have to say I think beats it, we've got There's Hell to Pay. Now, Johnson's messages can go to COVID inquiry judges rule. That's the Telegraph and plenty of other papers like The Guardian cover this. Essentially, the High Court has ruled against the government's legal challenge to stop the release of Boris Johnson's unredacted WhatsApp messages to the COVID inquiry. So now the Cabinet Office has got till Monday to hand over Johnson's messages, notebooks, diaries, which will be fun for whichever intern has to gather up all that intel. Um, Rob, remind us why this is important. So the COVID inquiry, which is going to go on for the rest of my life, yeah. um, is uh, trying to has, has been having this row with the government because uh, in the olden days... Lots of government business used to be conducted on bits of paper and you'd get prime ministers writing notes in the margins and people like me go down to the National Archives and it's great fun to read them all. Um, now everything's done on WhatsApp. And actually really early in the pandemic, before we quite knew what it was, I remember looking over the shoulder of Boris Johnson's spokesman and seeing that there was a now a WhatsApp group called sort of COVID plus or something. <laughs> and, and I thought, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's a little detail I shall use. And then sort of the world ended. Um, so they were doing all of this discussion on their phones and the COVID inquiry not unreasonably wants to see all of this stuff. And the government said, well, you can have, as it were, the COVID WhatsApp group stuff, but we're not giving you the other stuff. We'll judge what's relevant because because actually, of course, some some stuff that mes WhatsApp messages are, are, you know, have you remembered to get the milk and, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Um 
But then, but then surely, I mean, I, why would you not just hand them all over? I mean, I have to say, if you ask for them all, you must be mad. But Lady Hallett has, has asked for them all. She's chairing the COVID inquiry. Boris Johnson said, yeah, fine, have them all. The line from someone in number 10 is, Boris has nothing to lose at this point. We still do have things to lose. I mean, we've right. got an election to lose. I, the assumption must be that they're, that they're worried about how Rishi Sunak is going to come out. Quite how he is going to come out of these WhatsApps, I don't know. So is it just like, you know, he's on some of the WhatsApp groups saying, you know, I don't like Bobbis. Bobbis is horrible. Well, or it's, or it's tasteless banter. Ah, I mean, okay. don't take, I, I know I know that no one here would engage in tasteless banter Absolutely in a not. private private message forum. Yeah. But it's possible that some people in government have engaged in banter that in the cold light of day may not may not look fantastic. To be honest, of course you do. Yeah. You know, especially all, well, actually especially all... when you're in an extreme situation, you yes. make terribly dark jokes and they don't yeah. want any of these dark jokes yeah, to get. Yeah, I mean, in news in news there is terrible terrible humor in newsrooms at the worst situations <laughs> as any everyone knows in i i am sure that this is true in all professions i am sure that doctors and nurses tell some pretty yeah. you know some some jokes that they would probably rather were not repeated in front of patients so this is this is how we cope Yes, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of them. I said there's WhatsApp messages, of which, of course, there's loads, as anyone who's a member of a WhatsApp group knows. I mean, they just ping for hours, <laughs> don't they? 24 notebooks. This is from uh, Boris. But I then... sort of imagine those are all just drawings of naked ladies, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, dates that he's, he's arranged. <laughs> um, the, the messages involved over 40 individuals. Then um, there's uh, his Henry Cook, who is his former aide. He's got to hand his over as well. There's His WhatsApp messages amount to, this is a great detail, more than... 3,290 from seven chat groups. I mean, that is just... He's that guy, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's you... the one on the parents' WhatsApp group that you really don't want. Yeah, Changes his picture this a bit meme. too often. Yeah. <laughs> hey, some great lawyer jokes here. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, Everyone Jan... had him muted. So, Jandra, does this story land with you? I mean, you know, are you still interested in this kind of stuff? Yes, although it does, you know, it feels like it'll take time for juicy stuff to come out. I will say, if Rishi Sunak is making jokes in these WhatsApp groups, bring it on. Yeah. The guy needs... Yeah! <laughs> I've seen him speak in public. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's not the one, is it? The, the he hidden Rishi. Like it. The Rishi only Mrs. Rishi knows. I mean, it's exactly yeah. like Private Eye, isn't it? They have a WhatsApp group, a fake WhatsApp group in the, in Private Eye every, yeah. uh, every two weeks. And uh, it's exactly like that. Rishi being boring, Boris swanning in and out and then getting yeah. kicked out. I mean, you imagine it'll be exactly the same. I mean, we have had some lovely details about... Uh, Already from um sort of from the Matt Hancock uh, WhatsApp dump, which are sort of which are very much Boris reading something in the Telegraph and saying oh, in the Telegraph we could, the, the virus is all a hoax, and then you know Chris Whitty having to come on and say, well, the thing is, <laughs> as though to a child. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we, Chris Whitty deserves more than more than a knighthood. What can we what can saint. we give him for the? He's a new the, saint. We've yeah. got Saint Bernard and now Saint Chris Whitty. Anyway, just uh, you know, just to uh, finish off, are there any other internet virtual messages around the Tory verse that you've been reading at all? Emails? On the advice of counsel, I decline to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. 
Now, headlines, we love them. They're the paper's version of funny videos on the internet, the upbeat part that entices you into what's actually going on, which can be a little scary. What have we got? Sujandrika. We've got celebrities going wild. Um, we have a singer, we might remember from the 90s, going to Cannes and posting an Instagram video of himself on a yacht in some pyjamas that cost £355. Um, you can guess the singer, I think, from the headline, Rock PJs. Aha, Robbie Williams. Very it's... good. We like that. And where is that? In the that mail. Is that's in the Daily Mail. Yeah. And then over here in the sun, um, we have a sports story, which I don't usually I don't usually get to that bit of the paper. And uh, it's tennis. And a particular person was not given great odds to do some winning, but she did. And we have Bolt from the Blue, Liam Brody and Katie Bolter roaring to victory yesterday in front of frenzied tennis fans. Very good. So we like that. And uh, Rob, what do you have? Well, one of my one of my pet loves is uh, Daily Mail incredibly long headlines, <laughs> which are, are, so, are sometimes it's sort of you know furious kind of rah, 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 you know it's disgusting the day that Britain died because of <laughs> very but this one but but sometimes they're just really long headlines just on a feature story so this is a story about a um, a fruity book that I have to say I have not read um, called Naked in Mayfair. <laughs> Um, by an anonymous author known as the Secret Socialite, um, and it's you know it's a, it's a sort of it's a it's a, a fairly straightforward feature about um, about the book, but the headline is what makes it. <clears throat> <laughs> Who is the blonde forty-something banker with a seventy thousand pound Hermes bag who's turned her post-divorce sexual adventures into a novel <gasps> that makes Fifty Shades seem prudish? Part oh, life. <laughs> Who is she? We just I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. She's called Ada, apparently. Um, but uh, I haven't haven't read the whole thing. But uh, yes, the, lots of lots of shagging in Mayfair, apparently. That's Excellent. Now, number ten, vetoed plan to cut immigration. This is in the Sun. It's a story about the government and another one of its very painful headaches. Sorry, inspiring pledges, i.e., immigration. Um, what is this story? So this is a, an exclusive by the Sun's political editor Harry Cole and. This is from the. Um, do you remember Autumn Prime Minister Liz Truss? Oh yes, uh, some, yeah, I mean, <laughs> vaguely, yeah. So um, there, there was a plan put forward to her that has now been leaked, which was essentially how do you get this? Isn't this? Is, this isn't in fact stop the boats. This is how you get overall immigration down mm. because uh, net migration uh, has gone past six hundred thousand. The Conservatives promised to get it below 100,000 and 600,000 is above 100,000. Yes, quite is a, a long way. This is causing huge ructions within the Conservative Party. And basically, um, the sun has been leaked, the, the sort of the Home Office options paper that was presented to Truss. One of the options was basically just, we OK, we just stop issuing visas. Um, and another one was we, we put a massive break on issuing visas. And Truss vetoed this partly because trust i think is a libertarian and partly because the treasury and various other departments will have explained right well that's fine but we sort of need nurses and care workers and people to come and do jobs and work and this is you know you can do this but you will kill the economy doing it so i i suspect in fact that sometimes option papers are presented and there's one option that's just like right well if you really want to do this 
you can do it. This is the this is the nuts option. Yeah, this is the nuclear option. So their nuclear option was basically, you know, we're going to block our borders. That's it. Nobody can come in, and that's yeah. it. And but- Liz Truss, you know, I mean, possibly to her credit, said <laughs> no. And this, but the the other solution, the number two solution, was quite interesting because it was just it's literally to pretend to have control of the borders. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Our policy is that we have control over inward migration. We just like all, we just want all these people, which actually is, I mean, that that is the policy. They're just not admitting it. The the the, the option was to was to to say, well, look, you know, we 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 want all these people to come. We need all these people to come. Let them come. Yeah. Um, but they but can't this is, this say is that. Massively unpopular within the mm. Conservative Party. I mean, it, there was an event this week for the new Conservatives where they're talking about having to get get immigration down there is a i can introduce you to people in you know i'm not saying they're not lunatics but but you know they 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 have jobs um who start who are talking about net zero immigration as a, i i think after the election you're going to start hearing that idea which is i the, the classically the way to achieve it is to completely tank your economy to the point where where everyone just goes well i'm moving to australia Wow. I mean, we have we have achieved it at various points in the past in this country, but you 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 have to it has you you achieve it by people sort of waking up one day and saying, "I cannot live in Britain anymore." God, that's, that's awful. We're kind of feeling like we're getting close. There was a kind of different take um, by Stephen Glover of the Mail in his column the other day, a couple of days ago, and what he said, which was completely mad, was that we shouldn't be sending migrants to Rwanda because it's too expensive and it's like you know it's likely to be held up legally. Instead, we should send them to an uninhabited British island. And this is his quote: "I have my eye <laughs> on Samson in the Scilly Isles or the much larger Taransay off the west coast of Scotland." Others might press the case of the Falklands. I mean, they're all mad. These immigration nutters are loopy. Yes, I don't know. What, I don't, the, 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 the sort of the the whole point of the Rwanda thing is 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 it, it, on the logic of the argument is you you take people who come by boat and you send them a very long way away. If you put someone in an who has just crossed the channel on an island. The Sicilian is quite nice. The Sicilian is quite nice, but also they're quite close to the. You know, I mean, yeah. the the whole thing is that if 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 you are worried about these people, as it were, leaking into the in, into the system and into the economy, that they, they'll do it from there. The Falkland yeah. Islands, they'd struggle. You'd, you'd, <laughs> you'd struggle. It, it is hard. Yeah. We know to yeah. sail from Britain to the Falkland Islands or presumably vice versa. So that that has some well, If they allied with the Argentinians, though, yeah. it'll all be over for us. <laughs> yeah, it's true. In the middle of the paper, squished between news and sport, is the fun stuff. Travel, fashion, fitness and photos of some poor hack testing out Harry Styles' trousers on a local high street. Suchandrika, what have you found? Those trousers were too tight. No, um, <laughs> they didn't work. Um, they've been talking about Threads, the new Instagram app. Offshoot is an, is an app on its own. So it's trying to be Twitter, but it's bad. And basically, if you're on Instagram, you can join Threads. You bring your followers over. Yeah. And then you try to recreate the heady days of Twitter back in 2007. So if you're there, they were great. Um, but it's not that. I, I joined up, logged in, and just saw three tweets, skeets, Whatever they're called. Beats, I don't know. Um, from a fast fashion brand who have got quite bad practices with loads of followers enjoying themselves and I shut it down. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's it's kind of like a virtual cage fight, isn't it? Because it's essentially, you know, Elon Musk is really unhappy about Mark Zuckerberg because he's 
launched Threads, and Threads is a, a kind of imitation of Twitter, really. It's quite easy to use, I must say. Um, uh, Musk has come out with an absolutely classic quote, which I quite like. So because it looks like Twitter, but it isn't Twitter, there is a different feel. He says, it is infinitely preferable to be attacked by strangers on Twitter than indulge in the false happiness of hide the pain Instagram. And actually... I agree with him. <laughs> so there's something about Twitter, I think, especially for kind of journalists. If you like your news fast and mm. nasty, then Twitter is that. And if you go to Instagram, I quite like Instagram, but it's really not newsy. Yeah. It's, you know, it's mostly pictures of your mates having a lovely time. That's OK. But it's not like it doesn't have that fire of Twitter. When Twitter was really good, it was like a newsroom, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it was and that was yeah. the whole it it it, it allowed there was a lot of debate among journalists offline about whether this was a good thing or a bad thing, but it sort of allowed the public to kind of look over the shoulder of uh, hacks as they were sort of digesting the news. And you, you had these fantastic moments where, yeah, you know, sort of some daft thing would happen and uh, and everyone would just start sort of start telling jokes about it. Yeah, as exactly. They were pun like mad. Twitter literally was, it was Instagram for ugly people. It was, you know... <laughs> uh, it was yeah okay. You, nobody wants to see pictures of me, but um, but I've got some good jokes. Yes, yeah. and uh, and I did. I mean, this is a real issue for freelancers, for authors, for I was at a party last night, and everyone was talking about this because actually, lots of people have built up audiences and networks yeah. on Twitter, yeah. and. Uh, they don't know how they're going to recreate them. So we're sort of madly running around. I spend, spend an hour each morning joining a new social media app. It's a bloody nightmare. <laughs> How's your TikTok dancers? <sighs> um, and there is actually, it's might, it might be turning into an interesting legal battle. So basically, Elon is saying that Mark, Zook, um, nicked dozens of old Twitter employees in the last year. But I mean, I have to say, that, you know, Elon Lack sacked 80% yes, how of are these them people, anyway. How are these people on the job market? Yeah, uh, yeah I wonder, uh, I wonder. You know, remind us, li literally, not only did he sack them in completely brutal ways, he then went on Twitter to talk about what idiots they were. Exactly. So it's very, you know, now he's now he's saying, well, I didn't think you'd hire them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he's hired them and he's all, he's all upset. He's saying competition is fine, cheating is not, says Musk. He's trying to take mm. the high road. I mean, it never works with the high road with him, does it? But basically, mm. he's literally saying, about uh, intellectual copyright and just you know just to throw in some numbers uh, Twitter's value since Musk got hold of it which was uh, last October has plummeted by two thirds from uh, 44 billion down to under 15 billion but also I have to say that Meta was even worse at one point in October 2022 its shares went down 67% <laughs> which was 700 billion although they have gone up a little bit since but anyway I just love this kind of how will the billionaires eat? Yeah. Well, maybe they're taking down billionaires from the inside. Maybe that's a long game. Who knows yeah. with these guys? <laughs> Rob, so you have a story that might, um, you know, it's important for us media types, right? Right. So this is really inside baseball, but um, the Labour, there's, there's, there's something called Section 40, which um, comes out of the Leveson inquiry, if anyone can remember that um, inquiry. It, it basically... It's about press regulation, and it's about the circumstances under which um, what what it's about what happens if you're a newspaper and you're sued, which is a big deal if you're a newspaper. And the government is planning to repeal this Section Forty threat um, because they say, look, it's never been used. And what's but what's interesting about it actually is that the the Labour Party is saying, no, 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 we're going to oppose that. 
Which I don't really understand as, a, as an approach because it's just picking a fight with a bunch of newspapers who are it, one of the sort of the one of the, the the sort of the subtexts of coverage of Keir Starmer is all the papers that hate him because he was involved in prosecuting various journalists over phone hacking and they've never really forgiven him for that even though it has to be said that very often it was their employers that were handing over the evidence yeah um so uh, they already hate him they, they already, already hate, hate him, him because they... of because of phone hacking yeah and then out of phone hacking came section 40 um and which is like awful for newspapers because basically it says that if you you have to pay any any paper has to pay the legal cost of any libel trial even if they're found not guilty the idea of it was meant to push all the news organisations into joining this kind of regulator called Impress, but nobody joined it. No, only, only very small local papers and and and, and odd organisations have joined Impress, and so it's, it's basically this this threat has failed, yeah. and so the government wants to wants to repeal it. Which, is, I mean, I, I it's just a really odd fight to Labour to pick, and I don't quite understand why they're doing it. Yeah, I just want to say I found one little story that I really love, which is essentially Kanye's school is awful, so. <laughs> So, uh, Ye, which I think we have to call him now, as opposed to Kanye or Yeezy, um, he set up a school which was called originally the Yeezy Christian Academy, and now it's, it's called the Donda Academy. His mum was called Donda. And so he hired uh, various teachers, and there's a lawsuit that has been filed by his uh, ex-principal against this school because of safety. So I initially read this and thought, oh, my God, something awful has happened to a child, you know, and I don't really want to think about this. Um, but actually, it's because... Water started pouring into the school through the skylight and then through the windows there's, because there's no glass in any skylight or any windows because, quote, Kanye didn't like glass. coming to the end of the show and we have news of how you can get involved in the podcast and win a snazzy paper cuts t-shirt <gasps> we're starting a brand new bit called fix the headline where we choose a great story where fleet street has kind of fallen down on the job and not done a very good headline for instance in the sun today there's news of how Landudno has been invaded by goats amazing but they've gone with goats town again and not this town's coming like a ghost town. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> wake up the sun. So today we're going to post another story on Twitter with the hashtag FixTheHeadline and maybe threads. We might put it on threads too. If you reply with your better headline, we'll read the best one out on Monday and we will send you an exclusive Paper Cuts t-shirt too. Let's do a woo. Woo! <laughs> Get your thinking caps on. And that's the end of today's Paper Cuts. Thanks to Shuchandrika... Thank you. And thanks to Rob. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to follow Papercuts on your favourite podcast app. If you really like us, then remember, pass on our link to three of your friends. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Papercuts Show. Maybe threads. We're not quite sure. Links are in the show notes. I've been Miranda Sawyer and you've been listening to Papercuts on a day when a Canadian judge ruled that a thumbs up on a text message about a contract is the same as signing the contract. God knows what the puking emoji would mean. (laughs) See you next time.